This is 3 News Now, your daily update on everything Northeast Ohio, Monday through Friday with Stephanie Haney. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to 3 News Now. I'm Stephanie Haney. It's Tuesday, November 24th. I've got your top stories from WKYC.com and our WKYC app. Thanks for choosing to be here today. We start off with very promising news out of Governor Mike DeWine's press conference this afternoon. The governor said today that a COVID-19 vaccine is expected to arrive for its first disbursement in Ohio on December 15th. That is just over three weeks away. It's hard to believe after all of this that there is potentially a vaccine on the way. Of course, we are still waiting for that emergency authorization for these vaccines that are in their late stage trials. But if everything goes as planned, DeWine said today, December 15th is the day we expect a vaccine to arrive here in Ohio. He said he got this information yesterday on a phone call with the White House and other governors, and it seems like that is a solid target date. Now let's talk about the latest numbers from the Ohio Department of Health. We've got those in related to COVID-19 here in Ohio. The number of new cases is down from yesterday, but remember that very high new case number yesterday, that 12,000 number, was because of a technical glitch at two labs that delayed some reporting. So today, our number of new daily reported cases is still very high. It's at 8,604 with almost 100 new deaths reported in the last 24 hours. That specific number is 98 new deaths reported in the last 24 hours. The total number of people hospitalized right now with COVID-19 is at 4,449. DeWine said that's between one-fourth and one-fifth of all hospital patients in the state of Ohio, and we currently have 1,046 of those patients being treated in the ICU for COVID-19. That is a bit of a decrease from yesterday. That's a decrease of 33 people being treated in the ICU from yesterday. Now let's take a look at the national and the global COVID-19 numbers coming from Johns Hopkins University. Here in the U.S., the total number of cases is now almost at 12.5 million. That number is 12,481,115. Compare that to the global number. The percentage of our cases is rising while the number of global cases is rising dramatically. There have been over half a million new global cases of COVID-19 in the last 24 hours. And here in the U.S., we have 21% of the total global cases. That number globally of cases is now at 59,508,399. Taking a look at the total number of deaths here in the U.S., that number is 257,072. We have 18.4% of the global COVID-19 deaths, and that number is at 1,403,513. Here in Ohio, we continue to make adjustments while the pandemic continues to go on, and the renewal deadlines have been extended again for driver's licenses, identification cards, and vehicle registration in Ohio. But listen up, because it's a little bit technical, and it is a little bit confusing. Now, previously, that deadline was extended if your driver's license expired after March 9th, that was extended to December 1st. Well, that's next week, so they needed to act. Well, the Ohio House came up with a bill, and DeWine signed that into law today. And so now, if your license or your identification card or your vehicle registration expires between March 9th, which is when we first learned of the pandemic here in Ohio, and April 1st of 2021, your new deadline is July 1st. But if your expiration date is after April 1st and it comes before July 1st, you still need to handle that at the stated expiration date. So this deadline extension only applies to people whose materials expire between now and April 1st. 
So again, if your expiration date is April, after April 1st, 2021, the deadline extension does not apply to you. So make sure you're taking a close look at those documents. Kent State University has conducted a study about alcohol consumption among college students and how it's increased during the COVID-19 pandemic. This came out of Kent State University's School of Public Health, and they took a look at the frequency and the amount of college students' drinking habits. So what the study found was that alcohol consumption was up among students in general, but those without access to health and mental health services were at more of a risk for high levels of drinking and more frequent drinking. And that was true for students with symptoms of depression and anxiety. Just about 2,000 students were enrolled in this study. This was uh, people who were enrolled in the 2020 spring semester at Kent State University. And... They found that students who don't have access to that support system and mental health were more likely to drink more, but the students who do have access to support systems and mental health were also more likely to drink more, but just not as quite as much as those students who didn't have access to those services. So the researchers underscored after taking a look at this study that there is a need for services for students, even with campuses closed, while we continue to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic here in Ohio. It wasn't clear if these results actually could be extrapolated to other universities, but this specific study was done at Kent State University. Now let's take a quick check in on national politics. The state of Pennsylvania officially certified President-elect Joe Biden as the winner of the state's presidential vote today. So that's 20 electoral votes. That's a big chunk of the electoral votes. When we were all talking about doing the math and seeing what would happen the way these states shake out, Pennsylvania was the big one. So that vote will happen on December 14th, by the way. That's when the electors cast their votes and those final numbers are tallied. This is after three weeks of vote counting and a string of failed legal challenges by President Donald Trump. So the final results show that Biden and Senator and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris ended up with 3.46 million votes. Current President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence ended up with 3.38 million votes. And Libertarian Joe Jorgensen ended up with 79,000 votes in the state of Pennsylvania. It was just yesterday that the General Services Administration informed President-elect Biden's team that he would have access to transition resources. That includes millions of dollars in federal funds and other resources. And the vice, uh, the President-elect's transition website, Build Back Better, now has a government extension. It's buildbackbetter.gov. So that website is officially live now. Speaking of making things official, President-elect Biden formally introduced his national security team today. He made a statement while he was doing that. He said it's a team that reflects the fact that America is back, ready to lead the world, not retreat from it. And then he tweeted, America is back. So we heard these names yesterday, but President-elect Biden making that official today for Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who is a veteran in foreign policy with ties that go back with Biden some 20 years for Homeland Security Advisor, lawyer Alejandro Mayorkas, for U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, veteran diplomat Linda Thomas-Greenfield, Obama White House alum Jake Sullivan as National Security Advisor, Avril Haines, a former Deputy Director of the CIA, was picked to serve as Director of National Intelligence, which is the first woman to hold that post, and former Secretary of State John Kerry will be Special Envoy on Climate Change. Now, Kerry and Sullivan's positions will not require Senate confirmation. Looking ahead in the very near future to Thanksgiving, we all see those things on social media about what you can and you can't feed your pets this time of year. Well, our Verify team checked it out. Here are some of the highlights. Turkey. 
There's a bit of a debate on whether it's okay to give your animals a little bit of turkey, but experts do say if you give your pet any amount of turkey, it is possible that your pet could develop pancreatitis. And the experts say definitely not dark meat, the skin, bones, or fatty trimmings from the turkey. Now along those lines of the fatty trimmings, butter, bacon, meat drippings, gravies, and meat scraps can also lead to pancreatitis. Now, symptoms of pancreatitis are not great. They include vomiting, diarrhea, loss of appetite, and abdominal pain, and they can take up to four days to appear. So definitely something you want to avoid giving your pets this holiday season. And another thing to watch out for, whether you call it dressing or stuffing, either way, it's not good for your pets, it's not good for your dogs, it's not good for your cats. Onions and garlic, which are often in dressing or stuffing, again, whatever you call it, can be particularly toxic to dogs. That's according to Dr. Jerry Klein, who's a chief veterinary officer at the American Kennel Club. And PetMD also has literature on the website that says both of those things, onions and garlic, are deadly for your cats. So keep that in mind. There's a whole list of a bunch of other things on WKYC.com that our Verify team took a check at. So check that out and see what is and what is not safe for your pet this holiday season if you do give your pet people food, as they say. We did ask you to submit what you're thankful for this holiday season. This year has definitely had its ups and downs, but there have been some bright spots. So here are a few of the responses we got from you. Erin Holiday Davis says that she is thankful for family, her kids, her husband, her dad, her siblings, all her friends, even though they're fall apart, far apart this year, and she still loves them all very much, and keeping everybody safe this year and all the rest is what she is thankful for. Wendy Hahn Alexander is thankful that she beat cancer. Congratulations, Wendy. That is incredible. She said she thanks God for a wonderful family and friends and says that God is so good. And Karen Errico says she's thankful for her freedom, family and friends, also for her health, her ukulele family, and most of all, her salvation. And if you would like to share with us what you're thankful for, we would absolutely love to hear it. You can leave us a comment on our social media posts or you can text us at 216 344 3300 and you can also send a photo if you'd like and if you'd like to send a short video you can do that too using the WKYC app using the near feature on that app before we go here here's one thing that someone is definitely thankful for here in Northeast Ohio or they will be soon if they haven't realized it yet there's a new multi-millionaire in Northeast Ohio just in time for the holidays because someone hit the 5.9 million dollar jackpot in Monday's classic lotto drawing Ohio Lottery officials say that the winning ticket was sold in the city of Euclid at Convenient Food Mart on East 222nd Street. So if you live in that neighborhood, maybe now's the time to call up those neighbors and make sure everybody's feeling in the holiday spirit. The winning numbers were 8, 13, 18, 26, 33, and 39. And the ticket holder came up with the numbers by themselves. They weren't auto-generated, but they've not yet come forward to claim their prize, according to officials. They have 180 days to do that. So we may not know who exactly that is, but congratulations to that person. Hopefully you're paying attention to your lottery ticket. That's it for 3 News Now today for Tuesday, November 24th. I'll see you next up on What's New with your trending stories in the Clicking in Cleveland segment, and I'll see you back here tomorrow for more 3 News Now. Everyone enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Stay safe and be well. I'm Stephanie Haney. Thanks for listening to 3 News Now with Stephanie Haney from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and in the WKYC app.